A warm welcome from all of us here at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of wickedness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like trees planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when hard heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious, above all else, it is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart, to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy are they who hope in the Lord. Happy are they who hope in the Lord. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path of sinners' dread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. Happy are they who hope in the Lord. They are like trees planted by the streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Happy are they whose hope in the Lord. The wicked are not so, but are like shaft that the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Happy are they, hope in the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are they who have kept the word with a generous heart and yield a harvest through perseverance. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to those among the Pharisees who loved money. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen 
and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so and no one can cross from there to us. The man who had been rich said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Abraham said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the cultural icons for me, I have a feeling that every one of us has one or several of them, but one of them for me that has kind of carried itself just under the surface all through my life is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, with particular reference to the legendary 1950 production that starred Alistair Sim. There are, of course, a number of scenes in that movie that are very, very poignant and a number of other scenes that are very terrifying. For me personally, one of the, if not the, most terrifying scene in that entire movie had nothing to do with the ghost of Christmas future or seeing the graveyard or any of these things. It was a moment, and you may recall this from the movie, very close to the end of the appearance of the ghost of Christmas present. He is just about to leave Scrooge on a deserted, windy, midnight street. And he has one last personal warning for Scrooge. He opens up his great big flowing Santa Claus robes 
And there exposed, clinging to his knees, are two ragged, miserable children, obviously starving. And, of course, Scrooge is horrified to see this apparition in front of him, and he wonders what they are all about. And the ghost says, they cling to me for support. Their names are Ignorance and Want. The boy is named Ignorance, the girl is named Want. Beware them both, he says, but especially beware this boy. Beware ignorance, in other words. And with that, he disappears, and Scrooge proceeds to the final act of his conversion experience. I always found that one of the most searing and terrifying scenes, not only in the movie, but any other place I'd ever seen anything. Beware of ignorance, especially the ignorance that is freely chosen. Just exactly why is it in this multi-layered but magnificent parable found, by the way, only in Luke's gospel, the gospel of social justice and of charity and of poverty and so on, why is it that the rich man ended up condemned? Because he was rich all by itself? Yes and no. I mean, remember, Abraham does say to him, well, you know, you had all of your happiness, such as it was that you wanted it to be, all your good things in the life that you've already now had to hand over, whereas Lazarus did not. So there's a certain sense in which the richness itself was, let's say, vulnerable to condemnation. Maybe the difference might have been, what did the rich man do with his riches? And not only did he not share them, but you get the impression that he didn't even realize that they were to be shared. That he almost, or perhaps literally, didn't even see Lazarus at his feet. Didn't even see Lazarus at the gate. You get the impression in the first part of the story that Lazarus was at that gate for a long time and was just plain ignored, as though he weren't even there. I wonder if that isn't one of the major lessons that Jesus wants to make sure that we learn especially as he addresses himself, as it says in the very first line, to those among the Pharisees who loved money. Their greed and their avarice and their acquisitiveness is obviously being condemned, but maybe also their blindness. If they love money so much, they had no eyes to see anything else, especially the face of God in those who were poor and in need something which they had been warned about by the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Amos, and God knows who else, for centuries, that they should not be ignorant of this. But they were. 
Then, of course, the story segues from there into a whole reflection on what it means to have made a definitive choice against God so that now the chasm between eternal punishment and eternal life is so great that it cannot be breached. And then it goes from there into, well, what about the warning that could be given to those who are still left behind? But as Abraham says, wistfully, they don't appear to be paying any attention to the warnings that they are already receiving. They still remain blissfully ignorant and blind. Ah, what if someone rises from the dead and comes to them? Well, we know what they did when someone rose from the dead and came to them. They ignored that and they persecuted his followers too. It's all very, very sad. But it is still a message of hope for those who will pay attention and will desire now to do what is right and never to fall again into the ignorance and the blindness that prevents them from seeing where God is to be found, especially in his most suffering and abandoned ones. We want in this Lenten season to be very sure that we do not neglect that warning and that message and that we beware ignorance because it is the font of so much folly. Keep us mindful, Lord, not paralyzed, but mindful so that we may respond to what you are asking of us every day. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.